a new thing. Hello, Malcolm here, and welcome to your daily devotional podcast, Anchored, in Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 19, which reads, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. We're currently looking at God doing a new thing in the life of the Apostle Peter, and today we're going to explore his breakfast with Jesus for a second time. And we're going to read now from John chapter 21, verses 17 to 19. Jesus is speaking to Simon, and he's been asking him, asking him if he loves him. And then for the third time, he says, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and to go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands. Someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, follow me. What about this breakfast conversation? I don't know about you if you've had any difficult conversations over meals. This is a very difficult conversation for Peter and I might suggest perhaps for Jesus too. And we see that Peter repeats himself several times through the conversation, not only this part, but the part we haven't read, which comes before. And we also see that Peter feels hurt by the responses of Jesus continuing to question him. We see that Jesus is not afraid to hurt his friend. If something new and glorious is going to happen in Peter's life, something else has to be reconciled, and it involves some conversational relational pain. But we also see that as well as the confrontation, Jesus expresses faith and hope in Peter. Now, perhaps Peter could have continued with the mission of being a follower of Jesus without this healing. But wouldn't it have been a hollow ministry, fueled by guilt and shame, perhaps attempting to make up for his mistakes, the calling down curses on his head, denying Jesus, attempting to make up for that by hard work, it would be a human-centered motivation, wouldn't it? But Jesus didn't want that. He wanted him to follow with, I think, with joy. And there is no joy in self-redemption. Or perhaps Peter could have allowed himself to fill up with despair, perhaps holding on to some kind of faith in Jesus, but his Christian life then would have been characterized by pessimism, a culture of negativity. He might have disguised all that by having a... Um, a sort of cross-focused attitude, but in a negative way, uh, driving him forward in that negative sense. And there'd be no joy there. One of the questions we have to resolve, we have to wrestle with, is whether we really believe Jesus wants us to experience joy in our discipleship, joy in following him. One of the things that Jesus demonstrates is that self-denial and joy do not cancel each other out. When we are serving Jesus because we love him like he loved the Father, the experience of being a Christian is wholeheartedly positive, even though, at times, 
the Christian life is punctuated by lament and sorrow. Yes, there is the cross, but then yes, there is the resurrection. Where are you living right now? Not on any particular one day, but generally. Are you living in the shadow of the cross, in the darkness of the, the death of the Son of God, or are you living in the light of the resurrection? There are moments when we stand at the cross in sorrow, but, there are also, but the rest of our lives should be lived in the light and the joy of the new life. So why not take some time today to pray about finding the link between self-denial and joy? I hope you find your heart, your life, your congregation and your world inspired by God doing a new thing. So until tomorrow, take care. God bless.